If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Success and summer is here. It really is. There's blue sky. The sun is warm. In fact, it's, it's absolutely steaming outside today. I mean, really, really hot. Um, just amazing when I think it was snowing two weeks ago. Uh, this is just the way of the weather here in Ontario. And, and it's part of the reason I love it here so much. I went out for a walk yesterday morning, very early. You've got to get out early here with the uh, with the dogs because the bugs come out at around about 7, 7.30 in the morning. And uh, so I need to get out about 6 o'clock, 6.30. And it's still, and the, the lake yesterday was absolutely, well, it was it was so still you couldn't tell the difference between the trees going up and the trees going down and the reflection in the water that's that's what it was like it was um ab- absolutely stunning and the sounds as well you know i heard a loon calling i mean that is quintessentially ontario is the sound of a loon and then there's there's the geese with their babies i mean we hate canada geese but at this time of year, when they're out there with their babies, it's just so cute. And I forget the amount of poop that's going to be delivered to our lawn by all those babies in a very short space of time. Um, but for the moment, they're cute, as was the fox and its cub that ran across the road as we were walking the dogs. And and what else? Oh, hummingbirds. A ton of hummingbirds now on the feeders. You know, I was talking a couple of weeks ago about waiting for the hummingbirds to come and uh, and they're here now. We've got about eight of them, and they are all different because they're you know they're, they're different colours and they're different sizes. There's the tiny, tiny ones, and and they're going to start. Um, you know, the babies are going to be coming very soon, so uh, we expect to have you know, a few hummingbird fights going on. I mean, these these little guys are aggressive to each other. I mean, they're pretty, or they're also pretty aggressive if you stand between them and a feeder. And they will come, um, you know, within inches of your nose and just stare at you with these wings going a, a, a million times a second uh, until you get out of the way. Um, but it's, it, it just is just wonderful. I love every minute of it. So that's my weather report out of the way. Where are we today? Yes, I mean, I'm in the middle of checking properties, going around to as many properties as I, as I can over the next uh, few weeks, checking those that we've had for some time. I like to do an annual check if I can. It's not always the case that I'm able to, but for, for, for many properties, I know the owners so well that I know they, they have everything in place for their guests this year. And so many of their guests are going to be coming back over and uh, over again. You know, that they're repeat guests from last year and the previous years. So I know they've got it right. But for the rest, I've got to get out and do these checks and, and make sure that, you know, that everything is, is being covered. And I use checklists a lot. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm a great checklist person I've got a checklist for just about everything. If I go on holiday, I have this this ream of different checklists for the things that go into the truck and the things that go into the RV. And that way, I just do not forget anything because I sort of almost have a checklist for the checklists, if you see what I mean. So I have these checklists for when I go to properties and they've always been uh, on paper and I go around from room to room and just check off what uh, what I'm I'm looking for, what I'm reviewing. So when this new app called Properly came onto the well, came across my desk oh months ago, I jumped on it because I thought this is going to be great for doing these. And then I sort of set it aside because I haven't had the real time to get to grips with it. So 
it was a, a complete delight to meet the founder of Properly uh, and and his partner, that is Alex Nig and his partner Tammy, uh, at the Vacation Rental Success Summit, where they gave a very well-received workshop about managing your property remotely. Um, Alex and Tammy are Airbnb hosts, um, but, you know, that translates perfectly well to vacation rental hosts, home away hosts, trip advisor hosts, whatever. They have a property, they rent out, and they do it, or they have properties, and they do it remotely. And they are using their own app to ensure that their cleaners follow every single step of the way and don't miss anything out. So as I say, it was a delight to meet Alex and Tammy at the Vacation Rental Success Summit. And during during the weekend, I actually sat down with them in our sort of live studio. But unfortunately, technology got in the way. And when I came to editing that particular section, it was so broken up, I just wasn't able to use it. So I thought, well, this is great. Let's get the pair of them onto the uh, podcast. And, and I can talk at much greater length because we only had about two or three minutes at that time. And now I'm getting them for 30 or even 40 if, if, um, if we see the need. So without further ado, let's go on over and I'll introduce you to Alex and Tammy. So I'm delighted to have with me today uh, Alex and Tammy from uh, Properly. Uh, hi, both of you. You're not in the same office, right? Good morning, Heather. We're not in the same office this morning. We are uh, three hours time difference. So where are you? Where are you, Tammy? I'm in Kauai. I landed last night, and in addition to vacation rental uh, management and ownership, I plan. I'm an event planner, so I'm in Kauai this week, um, coordinating all the details and logistics for a retreat that's happening. Oh, wow. I didn't know you were that. Yeah. I didn't know you did event planning. I did. So, you know, I had a lot of, um, I, I, I know all the behind the scenes that it takes for an event like VRSS. <laughs> so you, you, did a, you did a beautiful job, <laughs> as did all the people on your team. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the uh, event planner, Erica, that really had that um, in hand. I, next time, she's, she's already said she is doing it all. Mike and I don't get a look in. She said, you just have to turn up on the day. <laughs> Which that's I, a good event planner. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way it should be. So, uh, Alex, yeah. where are you? I'm back in San Francisco. Um, actually, just after the OSS, um, I flew from Toronto back to San Francisco. Then I was in Austin last weekend um, at another industry summit. And I'm back here and then heading back to, San, to New Zealand again. And, and what about you, Tammy? Are you heading back to New Zealand when you're finished in Kauai? Uh, I'll go back to San Francisco first, and then I'll spend a little bit of time in Seattle. And um, I'm uncertain about my New Zealand schedule. I had uh, eight days ago, my niece and nephew arrived early, so that they may change my um, my travel plans a bit. But we're so I'm still sorting that out. So when you say your niece and nephew arrived early, they didn't sort of come in from by airplane from somewhere else. You're saying that they they are twins. They. Yes. So my brother and his wife live in Seattle. They were vacationing in San Francisco and the babies arrived close to three months early. So oh. they're still in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I bet you, I bet you can't wait to <laughs> get <twins>. back there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm getting daily pictures, which is really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, congratulations, auntie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay, so it was it was absolutely fantastic meeting both of you in uh, in Toronto. Was it last last month? Actually, it was the big, beginning of this month. It just seems like so so much time has passed since uh, since we all parted company. And and I know that the session you did at uh, at, the, at the Vacation Rental Success Summit was was really popular. It went down really well. We got some great feedback from it. And and I don't I don't I'm before that we'd heard about the feedback you'd got from doing a similar workshop in um, uh, for the Airbnb uh, get together that was in Paris. Yeah, it was in Paris. Yes. Yeah. So I was not able to attend that session. Unfortunately, I had uh, I, I was sitting in on another one. So 
I wonder if um, I, I'll tell you what. Let, let's let's kick off with you just giving us giving the audience a background on why you're in this business, how you started in the business, and and where you are now. So it's like a potted history. Well, I think uh, Alex and I are both sort of ac- accidental vacation rental owners, um, and I thought we were, you know, sort of in the minority. But when we talk to people at your conference, it sounds like a lot of people get into it sort of serendipitously. So. Um, we both started because we had, my home is in Seattle and Alex is in, is in San Francisco. And for a variety of reasons, we both were away from our primary residence for big chunks of time. And um, I think it's one of the things that's nice about Airbnb is that it, people, it, it's, sort of, it's sort of a gateway for a lot of people into the larger world of vacation rental owners or ownership. And um, so I, on a whim, put my house on Airbnb um, for a time that I was going to be gone, and that was in January of 2014, and it just took off since then. And I found after I started that I really loved it. I really loved, especially, you know, creating the guest experience. That's the the biggest piece for me, um, both in terms of the design of the home, but also, you know, in the way that you host and um, provide, you know, information and resources and a and a and a good guest experience. So that has been that was my start. And Alex and I have you know, future visions of, of expanding um, what we're doing in, in the vacation rental world. Yeah, for me, it was, a, it was a very similar experience that I sort of fell into it, uh, mostly by coincidence. Um, I was an investor at the time. I worked for a venture capital fund, and um, the sharing economy, and particularly Airbnb, was one of the hot topics, uh, continues to be one of the hot topics. So I was very interested in the ecosystem of companies springing up around um, the vacation rental industry and the sharing economy. Um, for similar reasons as Tammy, I was at my house only about half of the time, so the other half of the time it was empty. And I figured it would be a great science experiment to um, to try to sort of to try my my hand at vacation rental. Um, it, it was it worked amazingly well on on two dimensions. The first one was I was just amazed by um, how popular my place was, and it was was a little bit gratifying. I have to admit, um, I spent a lot of time on designing it in such a way that so I could make it convertible. And by convertible, I mean um, turn it very quickly from my home into um, into a, like a very accommodating experience for um, or very hospitable experience for guests, and then back to my home. So it would feel like my home to me, um, and it would feel like you know sort of a nice space, um, welcoming space for a guest. Um, so it was very gratifying to see how my guests reacted to design. It was also financially it was a lot more lucrative than I had ever expected. Um, so I, I like I was hooked, and um, I've been doing it ever since. So um, Tammy, you said that uh, um, you know you you started, and it sort of evolved into into something that was very successful. How what would how did you learn? Was it a step by step thing that you just learned from experience, or did you have uh, a mentor or um, someone that, that you got the knowledge from that you were then able to take forward? Well, in terms of the industry, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't seek out a lot, a lot of resources. I was just sort of, I didn't know other hosts. I didn't, um, you know, I didn't access any other industry resources. I didn't even think to really do that. But, but the people that I learned from, as I, you know, as I sort of reflect back, were um, my grandparents had a two-cabin resort on a little tiny lake in Wisconsin. And so I grew up, I would spend summers there, and I grew up sort of watching my grandmother... Um, you know, in, be a vacation rental owner. And then I grew up in a small farming community and it's all just very, you know, it's very community oriented, very hospitable, very welcoming. And so I think a lot of it came more from my upbringing and just, you know, watching, um, watching people be hospitable and watching people be welcoming. And, um, and then certainly, you know, I remember as a little girl watching my grandma sit at her desk in the dining room taking reservations and she had this big, you know, huge calendar and, um, and then meeting all of the guests that came, it was, a you know, they lived on site. And so, um, so that was really, you know, how I learned and it was just sort of by trial and error seeing what worked. Um, but now I'm in this world where there are all sorts of resources and really enjoying what the industry has to offer in terms of, um, you know, other mentors and classes and conferences like yours. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just have to put in a plug for you because I had two approaches. My first approach was um, learning by, by my own mistakes. And I, I had tons and tons and tons of opportunity to learn there because I made pretty much every mistake in the book. 
Um, and um, after sort of figuring out the hard way, I started looking for people who obviously have done this a lot longer than I did. And um, podcasts have actually been a really good resource for me because I have very, very little time. And um, I came across your podcast and um, I try to run every second day or so. And um, I just take your podcast along. And um, I have to say, like, it's, uh, it's so much better to learn before you make a mistake. It's, it's, it's a lot less painful. And I've learned a lot. I, I, I so agree. Um, I remember coming out to Ontario way back in 1999 and buying my first property out here and made absolutely every mistake um, that you could possibly think of. From buying cheap, that, that was my, my very first mistake and one I never, I mean, I've had seven properties since then, but that was the first one and I think it's one that a lot of people um, still still do is that they take out all the good stuff from their property and replace it with the cheapest uh -huh. because they think it's going to get damaged and uh, so, so it should be more disposable. And, and I learned very early on with that one that you just don't do that. You buy the best and, and people will respect it. What's, what's your thought on that? I think Alex and I both have a similar experience. I mean, the spaces that we, you know, host in are our primary spaces when we're not home. And so it has all of our you know, all of our personal, like, hot, you know, kicking uh, kitchen, kitchen equipment and um, things like that. That And I, I've never had a problem. I've had over 100 groups of guests in my home, and I think I've had two glasses broken in the whole time. And I find the same thing, Heather, that people really appreciate it, and they, they absolutely respect um, the space and, and your stuff. So yep. I'm with you. I, I, I have a very similar approach. I, um, I think you know, a big part of the sort of welcoming someone experience is um, that you want to make them feel at home. And um, so I don't like the idea of setting up a vacation rental so it's cheap things that are disposable because it doesn't feel like home that way. Um, at first, I was wondering sort of how do I segregate between what's mine and what's for guests? Um, and I got rid of that very, very quickly. And I, you know, I like to have truffle oil in my, um, in my cabinet and uh, sort of a couple of nicer things. And um, I used to put those away and now I leave them out in the open because, uh, and, I, and I specifically invite people to try anything they'd like. Um, I have never seen anybody abuse it um, and it just makes them feel at home. It makes them feel actually, um, like it, it creates a very different guest experience for them and I think that's worth a huge amount for us. Yeah, I, I really agree with you on that one. There's, there's, a, there's been, uh, you know, I've seen on a couple of forums, there's been some discussion going on about, you know, do you leave anything in your cupboards? And, and there's, there's a number of owners who, who will absolutely leave nothing so that when guests arrive, it is completely bare. There is you know, not even any herbs and spices because they can't, they can't imagine the idea of using something that somebody else has used, you know, even if it's pepper, uh, which I find a little bit strange because I recall, go, you know, we, we, I go to vacation rentals a lot and, and, and usually, you know, I'm going by air so you can't take everything with you. The last thing I want to do is buy a ton of oils and vinegars and spices and things. And I remember going to one place in Exuma and there was a bottle of um, maple. This was Canadian owners. There was a bottle of maple syrup in the refrigerator and it was very specific to a particular area of Quebec. And I knew that this was the maple syrup. And it was a half-filled bottle, and there was a note that said, you know, please use anything that, that is there. Um, and if you don't want to use it, just put it to one side. And to me, that was, that was absolutely ideal. Um, so it sounds like you subscribe to that similar um, um, system of, of, of leaving stuff and letting people choose whether they want to use it. Yeah, that's, I think like what you just said really struck a note. Um, I think there's an element of exploration when you're on vacation. So why not let people find things that they usually don't use? So I think spices is a great example. Um, I actually try to have a huge selection of spices out. Um, uh, like anything I can, I can let people try that they haven't cooked with yet. It's, actually, I see the response from guests. Um, they find it interesting to discover new things. And why not extend it to the house, not just to the surroundings of the house? So have you ever had, have you ever had a guest... Um, complain that there is open foodstuffs there. I I haven't personally. I think people appreciate it. You know, I'm I'm as I said, I'm hosting a, a retreat this week, and so when we do that, we take over a whole house. And I actually did exactly what you just talked about, Heather, because I'm not sure what's at the house. 
So in my suitcase from home, I brought, this is maybe a little obsessive, but I did bring balsamic vinegar, you know, because we'll have a whole group of people, vanilla, um, uh, cinnamon, things like that, so that we've got some of those basics at the house because I don't know. And part of it, you know, part of, I think, leaving those sorts of things is about the guest experience. When I show up on vacation, I want to start being on vacation right away. I don't want to have to do inventory if I want to do cooking while I'm on vacation um, and then go to the store and get all of those things. So I think it's, I think it's part, you know, being very generous with your, with your things and giving people options. And, and I think it's also part of, I really try to think of the guest experience from the time that someone lands, you know, and what they're doing and, 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 you know, at what point do they get to just ease into their vacation? And the more that I can do ahead of time to help them, you know, ease into vacation mode immediately, um, that's what I choose to do. And I, I think that's part of a, a well-stocked kitchen. Yeah, and, um, and Heather, there's a, there's a fine line, and I'm actually I'm very, very careful about that. So I would never leave um, food items that can spoil in the fridge. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't leave mayonnaise in the fridge. Um, absolutely not the half-eaten chicken from the previous guest. So I actually have a checklist for my cleaner um, where I ask her to clear out the entire fridge and make sure that the only thing that's left in there condiments and unopened beverages, but nothing else. Um, so like that part needs to be absolutely pristine. But then when it comes to things like spices or olive oil or balsamic vinegar, things that don't go bad, then um, absolutely I want my guests to explore. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page on that one. And I, um, you know, just just as a guest, I, I've, it, just as you said, Tammy, it's sort of it, it, finding out different different things about the places you go to. I, I love to go into a, a kitchen in, in, a, in a vacation rental and open the drawers and the cupboards and and it's just like, yes, you know, there's balsamic yeah. and there's good balsamic <laughs> yes. and, and there's right. some, you know, there's some good olive oil. And this is so much fun because if you're there for, for, for a week or so, you don't want to go and, and just, just, you just don't want to go out and do, do all that shopping. So I, I, I love to hear that. So, you know, taking it from, from there, you know, you're, you're, you're remote from your places. What's the most challenging things that you find about, um, that situation when you're you're not there you're not sort of in control of 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 what goes on what do you find the most challenging Alex do you want to start yeah absolutely I mean for me the the biggest element is communication um, and peace of mind so those two let, let me explain a little bit about it um, what I noticed is that when I'm not at my place um, it's the communication becomes much more difficult because I don't I don't see what I'm actually referring to so I don't see what the stock situation looks like do we have enough toilet paper kitchen rolls um, is, is everything there um, and also like what I'm communicating to my housekeeper maybe out of context so the most important thing for me is to sort of to put myself into the same context as my housekeeper is and I think images for me is is the key to that so any instructions that I send to her, I try to send her instructions around images, i.e. do this to the, um, this is where I want the bottle of champagne to be, um, this is how I'd like my pillars to be arranged. Um, but I want it to be two ways. Um, so for her to then send me back images so I know what, what the house looks like. And it's both so I know what the condition was that the previous guest left my place in, but also so I know that um, there was no miscommunication because there's always a huge amount of room for miscommunication when, when you communicate over large distances. So photos for me is a peace of mind that my communication or that there was no misunderstanding is key to success. What about you, Tammy? I think the biggest challenge for me, it's probably two things. The first is more practical and it's um, luckily I've never, I've only had this happen once where there is sort of an emergency that needs to be responded to. And not being able to, you know, to, to be in the same city and be able to respond personally to that right away is a challenge. I have a really good um, group of people that help. Um, and so I have like three or four people who are on call um, to, you know, so that it can be, any situation can be addressed. But, but that's, that's the most difficult thing. Alex and I both really have some good systems in place so that there's, you know, good communication and we feel good about how the how our homes are clean and set up and all those kinds of things. But, you know, emergencies are something that you can't necessarily um, plan for. And the other thing for me is that, you know, I really, all of the people, I trust all the people who take care of my place. Um, but I, like, in the best of worlds, I would love to be the person who's there actually, like, arranging the flowers and, you know, getting the space set up. Um, I would like to be able to, you know, to be the person actually doing that. But, um, 
but the people who who are you know who are on my team all put the same you know care and attention uh, to detail into it as I do. So I do trust that. But if I had my druthers. I'd like to be the one. <laughs> <laughs> so so how do you find how, the vital how, preparations? How do you find these people? You know, for me, it's been. Uh, it's it's been through like my neighborhood and friends and family people that I've worked with in the past. So I've been very lucky um, that people, you know, I've been able to engage people and and um, and that's how I found people. It's, it's entirely been through my through my current network of friends and family and and neighbors. Mm-hmm. For me, for me, it's been uh, mostly through um, like I've, I've sort of I've, I've been thinking about this for a long time. But um, sort of as vacation rental owners um, or home sharing hosts, um, there really there's a community of us, and we all share the same problems. Um, so why shouldn't we also share the same resources? So what I found incredibly useful is to talk to other vacation rental owners, talk to other home sharers in my neighborhood. Um, we all go through the same process of finding someone uh, by process of uh, trial and error. Um, and then I think there's sort of a whole element of education, particularly in cities where the vast majority of the um, housekeepers of the cleaners that we're working with will be residential cleaners. And there's a big difference between a residential cleaning and uh, vacation rental turnover. So as we go through this process of turning residential cleaners into housekeepers, um, I find it really useful to share those that sort of that, that amazing resource then with other vacation rental owners and then get their, their housekeepers in return. So that's been by far the most productive source for me. Yeah, I, you made a great point there about the big difference between residential cleaning and uh, vacation rental changeovers uh, because I, I had this discussion with, uh, with an owner recently who said that uh, she, she had difficulty with her cleaner, uh, who she'd had for years, and it was her cleaner at home and she was now having her go to her vacation rental to do the changeovers. And, and we'd, we'd, we'd actually had a complaint from a guest to say that... Um, They'd gone into the cupboard and got some plates out, and the plates were dirty. So the previous guests said, you know, typically these are teenagers, you know, tasked tasked with putting, um, with with clearing up after a meal, and they're not going to put things in the dishwasher, so they put them straight back into the cupboard. But But a residential cleaner would not think about pulling out the whole pile of plates from a cupboard and just checking through them to make sure they were clean or the mugs were clean. Because, you, you know, my cleaner at home wouldn't do that. She, she comes mm-hmm. in to do the vacuuming and the dusting and clean the bathrooms. She doesn't expect, unless I actually physically particularly tell her to go and do my, you know, clean a cupboard out, she wouldn't do that. So it, it was, it was a, an interesting conversation I had with this owner just to say, you know, you've got to really explain that difference and tell if you're going to use that same person, they've, they've got to take a different mindset. To it. Mm-hmm. And Heather, it's an excellent point because in many ways it's actually it's counterintuitive for them. Um, I had a couple of situations, you know, my, my cleaner would never think going into my fridge and, and throwing my chicken away. But just as we discussed before, like absolutely you do not want that half-eaten chicken from the previous guest <laughs> greeting the next guest. Um, similar, um, I noticed that if there's one thing that the one place where my guests leave things behind, it's usually in the drawers of the bedside tables. Um, so I always I have one task for my cleaner to um, for my housekeeper to check in the drawers of the bedside tables because that's where they leave their glasses and um, then I can at least I know who they belong to and I can send them I can forward them to them. But um, for a normal residential cleaner, they'd never want to snoop in your drawers. So it's like a number of things are counterintuitive for them, and you actually really have to um, you have to go out of your way to explain those tasks. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, actually, this almost you know I'm, I'm getting in mind that this is a, this is another complete episode of the podcast is is talking about the whole housekeeping cleaning thing, because I have seen sort of certainly in in my area, um, and I'm sure this is the same in in many cities that um, residential cleaners are being asked to take on this task, and um, there there is such a vast difference. Uh, in terms of procedures and systems. So this sort of moves on, really, very neatly, segues nicely into properly. Um, so, you know, tell me, tell, tell us about um, what properly is and what benefits um, the app has for vacation rental owners and cleaners alike. 
Yeah, so I, um, like as I said, I started um, hosting at my home in San Francisco and um, my nightmare scenario was that I'd be at a meeting, like obviously I had a day job and uh, like my vacation rental activity was on the side. So my, my nightmare scenario, which happened all too often, was that I had a meeting and in the, meeting, in the middle of the meeting, a new cleaner that had just arrived to my property for the first time ever would call me and ask me, so what exactly do I do now? Um, and that sort of ended up being a one-and-a-half-hour conversation. So I tried to come up with a way to make that much more streamlined. So what properly is is that um, it's a visual checklist app that allows you to take your listing photos or start from your listing photos and annotate the photos very easily by simply dragging and dropping tasks onto, onto them, such as I want you to wipe the um, stainless steel um, kitchen appliances with stainless steel cleaner. I'd like you to dust this plant. I'd like you to water this plant. So basically assign little tasks um, by task icons to um, the different housekeeping tasks and then send them straight to your cleaner. Um, As your cleaner receives them, as your housekeeper receives them, um, they can check those tasks off um, on their phone by tapping on them. Um, And at certain points, you have the option of requesting a photo. So you get visual proof that um, your instructions were, were, were understood the way you intended them. So it makes it much easier for the housekeeper to plan for their for their cleaning and to know what it is that you'd expect of them of them, and it makes it easy for you to have peace of mind to know that those tasks were actually done. And the, the biggest benefit for me has been that um, I now write a job once, and then I keep on reusing it, and I make very very small modifications to it, whether it's three guests, six guests, um, whether it's someone who'd like to use the hot tub, whether it's a deep cleaning once a month. So each of those are just slight variations on the same theme, but I, I'm able to send a very, very detailed instruction and very specific customized instruction for each of those events to my cleaners. I think that, uh, you know, it's such, so powerful to do this because, I, you know, I've been working with cleaners, my own cleaners, for, for the past seven years. And we, we've only, having said that, we've only just got over the, um, the challenge of, of not having any cell signal at my properties. <laughs> And now a few towers have gone up, so it's opened up a whole new world for me to be able to communicate directly with them when they're or with her when when she's at the property. For for anybody who is not aware of of what properly is, you can find it at getproperly.com. And I'm on there at the moment, and I'm looking at the video, and it is so. I, I just love it. it. It it just explains it so clearly when I'm thinking, wow, I could I could do this. There's a photograph of some flowers on a bedside table with a little notation that says arrange flowers like this. Um, what what else do you have in there that uh, that you could probably explain better than me? It's it's exactly all those little tasks we talked about. It's um, you know checking the bedside tables that no one left their glasses behind. Uh, make sure that there's no half-eaten chicken in the fridge. Um, take the lint out of the lint filter. Like the, it's it's the little tasks that make the difference. You know the little tasks that help us avoid three hundred dollar emergency plumbing bills because someone actually checked that all the drains drain properly. So um, and if they don't, we can fix the problem with a little bit of drainer as opposed to um, with an expensive plumbing visit. It's those little things that um, that I think create a much better experience, both for us as the owners, because we save a lot of money and time, um, and for the guests, because they get a much, much more customized guest experience. One of the things that we that we sort of learned early on, or that Alex learned early on, is that he, he initially created this checklist um, that had every little thing, like vacuum the rugs, you know, wipe the countertops, all of it, like all of the standard cleaning things in it, and it was this really long, extensive uh, thorough checklist, and one of the things that we realized is that um, what properly is really good for is is building in all of the extra things. So all of the extra cleaning tasks that we talked about before, that if a residential cleaner came in to do, they wouldn't look in the bedside tables, they wouldn't look under the bed, they wouldn't you know clear out the refrigerator. So it's all those additional sort of cleaning tasks that come along with a vacation rental ownership. But then the other piece of it is, which is my favorite piece, is it's all the hospitality touches. So people can build into the checklist whatever those things are. So if you have flowers at the bedside table, if you leave a basket of food, um, if you want the pillows arranged a certain way, if you want the room staged a certain way. So it's all of those, building in all of those sort of additional things so that you can really assure quality and so that you can assure that things are set up and staged and prepared for your guests in the way that you want them to. So it replaces, you know, the three ring binder checklist of all the pictures or the extensive emails explaining things. Um, It replaces all those and it's just, it's a visual 
you know, checklist that people can, can use. So th those are the things that, that we've learned um, that's the best use of, of the app. Because if someone's coming to clean, they know to vacuum everything. They know to, you know, clean the, the sinks. Um, but it's all those extra things that come along with a vacation rental yeah. that are the, criti the critical things. And it, um, one of the things that um, has been very gratifying for me is um, it helps you turn your housekeeper into much more of a partner than just like an, instead of a service provider. Um, so there's a lot of inter interactivity. It's, um, Tammy and I were just in New Zealand for five weeks um, setting up our office there. And during that time, I had six turnovers. Um, one of the turnovers was a guest with two dogs. And unfortunately, her dogs had an accident. And of course, they had the accident on the Persian rock carpet. Um, and luckily, sort of what, what happened is um, it allowed my housekeeper to take a picture of what had happened and the stain. Um, and I like one of the things that I wanted to mention before, like I think one of the keys to successful hosting uh, vacation rental management is always having a plan B and the plan C. So I got an immediate picture of the stain so I knew what the problem was. Um, I had built a checklist on how to use my Steam Vac. And I sent her that checklist, which gave her detailed instructions. She had actually never used my Steam Vac before. It sent her detailed instructions on where to put the detergent in, um, how, how, how warm the water would be, and just how it all worked. And she was able in 45 minutes to bring the carpet back to pristine condition. And then an hour later, the guests checked in, and they had no idea what had happened. So it's those little accidents that I can now respond to. And I can work with my cleaner as a partner as opposed to just a service employee. I, I love that idea. Um, it just it brought to mind actually a problem we uh, an issue we had with with a, with a cottage a few weeks ago. It happened to be Mike's cottage, and and it was it was during an ice storm, um, and the 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 guest called. She'd got in late in the evening. Um, it was awful awful weather, and the outside light bulb was not working. So she'd arrived at night. She slipped on the ice coming through the door. You know, it was we 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 have an expression for for this in our office, and we say that you know this guest was pre-soured. By the time she got to the door, <laughs> yeah. she wasn't happy, and and she she remained unhappy for for the rest of her weekend for a whole variety of of reasons, none of which were really Mike's issues. Most of it involved the weather and and her not being able to go bird watching. Uh, but it it was that thing that that. You know, when the caretaker had been, he hadn't checked that light bulb. And even though Mike had probably told him at the very outset when they started the relationship that these are the things you have to do, over time, it, it becomes a little bit more, uh, you know, th these things get dropped off as, as the person goes there over and over again and perhaps is, is not, has, does not have as much attention to detail, perhaps. Um, so, so with this type of app, that would have been perfect because if he'd switched it on, he would have done, yeah, check every light bulb because that's what we asked them to do. Heather, I had an experience. Um, one of my, you know, best friends who knows my house inside and out, you know, and has helped me with, um, with hosting and with, with preparing my house for guests, um, did the changeover for me once. And um, she didn't use the app because she just thought, well, I, I know the house. I don't need to do this. She forgot to look in the dishwasher. And so the guest came and wrote to me and said, um, the dishes were clean because the previous guest had run the dishwasher. So that was great. But I said, just to let you know. And so I, you know, I, after that, I said, now you, you need to use the app. And I use the app too when I do my own changeover because it's also, even for someone who's familiar with the property, it it's becomes a reminder so that you don't forget certain things because you do get in the habit of like, oh, it's, it's done. But if I have a checklist and I'm checking things off, then she wouldn't forget to use, you know, to look in the dishwasher. And I wouldn't forget to look in the dishwasher or under the bed or those things that are just, as we talked about, extra things specific to vacation rentals. And in my case, it's like the dishwasher is a great example. In my case, it's um, underwear that I keep on finding around the house. Um, and uh, I always make sure I make a point of the um, housekeeper to check in the dryer and in the, um, in the washing machine. Because amazingly, there's always some piece of lacy underwear left somewhere. Actually, Tammy and I keep on joking about it. It's good that the two of us are a couple and we're both vacation rental owners. So we don't have any suspicions whatsoever if there's all kinds of lacy underwear turning up <laughs> in our houses. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned something earlier on, Alex, that um, that I just made a note of, and you you said that you sent your cleaner another checklist. So does it? So you can actually upload um, numerous checklists. 
Yeah, that's um, that's for me. That's the best part of it. Um, like the, it's two things. Number one, I have different checklists depending on the situation. I.e., I have a different checklist um, if it's a three guest arrival or six guest arrival. If it's a business, uh, like people traveling for business, as opposed to a family celebrating um, like an event here. Because there's slight variations. So 90, 95% of the checklists are going to be the exact same thing, but there's going to be two or three things that are different. You know, how many towels I put out or whether I, um, would I put the mountain biking guide out onto the, um, out, out onto the kitchen counter or what, like what I offer them for breakfast. Uh, what, yeah, for instance, if I know that someone's gluten intolerant, then I'm going to have a different selection than um, if that's not the case. But um, so there's slight variations. Um, the biggest and most important variation for me is not around just the uh, the type of arrival that I'm catering to, but it's around the cleaner I'm working with. If I work with my regular cleaner who's been doing the same job 20, 30, 40 times before, it's going to be a very, very short checklist um, because I would really annoy her if I sent her an extremely intric- intricate uh, checklist that um, contains a lot of items that are really natural to her. Um, if it's a new cleaner that has never been to my place before, then it contains a lot more instructions um, where to find everything, where the um, cleaning supplies are, how to find a way around the house, what all the different access codes are. So it's, it's really important to actually target your checklist to the specific person that's actually going to be doing the job so it's customized to them. But then lastly, the question that you asked, um, I, also, I always have a plan B. So my regular checklist may not involve um, changing the water in the hot tub, but um, if the cleaner sends me a picture back and I see that it's not looking very good, then um, I'll have them change the water and there's a process around that and it's a 15-step process. In that case, I'll just send them that specific checklist or in the case of the, of the carpet, I'll send them a checklist for how to use the steam vac. Um, and it's sort of on an ad hoc basis. So I can sort of upskill them right when I need it. Now I've got a cell signal. I'm about to start setting this <laughs> up for my cleaner, which, is, which we're both very excited about. Um, but the other, the other task I do as a property manager, and I know there's a ton of property managers out there and many who listen to, to this podcast. So I'm thinking that, you know, I, I go out to my properties each year. I take on new properties. Um, I'm, de- I'm working with individual owners who are then themselves working with their cleaners. So it's like, a, you know, once removed to, for me to get to the cleaner. Um, but then I also go back to the property every year to check that everything is is as it should be and has all the features and amenities that we're showing on the listing that they're still there. So how would properly work for me as a property manager? That's a great question. Um, we're actually building a program around that. And it's, it's about, um, in your case, ultimately you're selling the product, but the, um, the vacation rental owner has a big stake or has, has a big role in making sure that, um, that it lives up to the guest's expectations. So we're thinking of properly as a way to sort of have a set of shared expectations where you can exchange a checklist. And um, if it's an inexperienced owner and they're taking over the maintenance tasks, you as the vacation rental, like you as the property manager, can send them a list and saying like, this is a template of how you can do an amazing job and this is what I'd expect you to do. Or like, depending on how the relationship works, it can be the other way around. That they send you a checklist saying, hey, this is how we'd like our place to be managed. Um, you can then use that same checklist to do quarterly audits, um, six monthly audits um, to make sure that you all understand that everyone's on the same page. Um, there's, there's an additional feature that we are rolling out, and that's specifically targeted at, um, property, um, at property managers. What we've seen is um, properly is a tool. Um, it's a tool to build a checklist, but um, I sort of like to use the metaphor, it's a paintbrush, but having an amazing paintbrush doesn't make you a good painter. So we see that that problem happens a lot with um, vacation rental owners that think that they know what they're doing, but um, it's the pros, it's the property managers that could actually teach them a lot. So um, what we're starting to offer now as a program for property managers is as, um, as owners and as hosts sign up for properly, we give them the option to either do it themselves, i.e. they build their own checklist, or to invite an expert, i.e. a property manager or a great cleaner into the house to basically do a walkthrough and do a best practices um, review with them. And then in the process, building the turnover checklist. And we think that that could be a great lead generation or sales opportunity for a property manager um, at the end of the process to basically say, well, now that I've shown you how to build a great changeover, like think about maybe you want me to manage the whole place. Piloting the program in Toronto, 
um, with a couple of uh, small property managers that uh, want to try it out and we want to roll it out quite quite quickly with interested property managers sort of to give them an opportunity to take our leads um, for properly and uh, sort of use them as lead generation for their property management services and also to use the tool as a sort of technology value add to their property management practice so they can now share information on the property in real time. So part of what you get um, through properly is you get, a, uh, you get a set of pictures back after each cleaning so you know what your property looks like and that can be shared with the owner. So they get peace of mind that everything is as it should be. This seems to work for, for everybody, for independent owners, for property managers, for, uh, for, for, for the cleaning team. Um, I love it and I'm, you know, I, Kudos to you to for, for for developing this. So, what's what's the future for properly? Um, the next step is this sort of the thing that we're really really excited about is, and I alluded to that at the very beginning, is um, we want to make properly a tool for the community for the community of vacation rental owners and home sharers to share resources with each other. Um, so, the first step is that it can help you manage the process um, to build a visual checklist. The next step is we can then all share our resources, share our great housekeepers, share our cleaners. So if I'm ever short a cleaner and I know that you have a, have, have a group of amazing cleaners, we can exchange them with each other. So what we're starting to do is we're offering a service for the cleaners so they can be listed in certain areas. Um, we've got thousands of users around the world already. So we have, uh, we have users in, I think at this point, 300 cities around 40 or so countries. And every, every place where we have users, we're starting to build a marketplace um, of um, highly selected, highly curated marketplace um, of housekeepers that have been proven by other, or that have been tested and, uh, and um, verified by other vacation rental owners. And we think that is really the next step, sort of to create a community of resources for us. Well, that's terrific. I think you're going to go a long way with this. Um, I am, you know, while you're, while you're talking, I'm multitasking as ever, um, sort of I'm on your YouTube channel. So I'm going to be putting links to all these on the show notes and, and you actually have your, your complete, um, remote super host, how to, how to create effective checklists for smooth turnovers, um, video on there. Streamed live on January the 25th, 2016, the remote super host, how to create effective checklists for smooth turnovers. So I'm going to put a link to that. So if anybody wants to go and, and really find out how to do this, that's the place to go. Um, so I'll have a link. Oh, tell us, tell us a little bit more about how people can get hold of properly. Yeah, easiest way is just go to our website and that's getproperly.com. That's G-E-T and then properly, just as in doing things properly, getproperly.com. And you can download our app, you can sign up for our service. Um, the best part is for, for now, it's actually completely free. Um, we will start pricing for it in about 30 days or so, but there'll be an introductory period of 90 days where it continues to be free for, for everyone who signs up now. And then pricing is going to be quite reasonable in the range of about 5 to $10 a month, depending on how many jobs you send for, for typical vacation rent loaner. Um, that's the easiest way. If anybody wants to get a hold of me, I'm alex at getpoperly.com. And uh, particularly property managers, they would be interested um, in trying our lead program. We're piloting it in Canada right now. We're also going to pilot it in uh, probably next in Auckland, Melbourne, and Sydney. We have um, fairly high concentrations of users. Um, and then we'll start spreading it around the world. Um, the, like There's a couple of cities in the U.S. that will come right after that. Well, that's great. So I'm gonna, I, I will put everything that uh, that you've just mentioned on the on the show notes, and everybody, anybody can come along and find those. Alex, Tammy, it's been an absolute pleasure to to speak with you, to get back with you again, because I, I I was I was not happy when I edited that piece that we did um, in in Toronto, and it was all it was the, the tech just fell apart on us. Um, so it's been it's been so great to be able to capture you for near enough an hour now and uh, yeah. and get all that information so thank you so much for joining me thank you thank you heather and um we very very much enjoy your podcast we very very much enjoyed vrss i'm going all around the world telling people about uh, the vacation rental success summit um and we're very much looking forward to the next edition next year well thank you i do expect you both to be there and we will we will be <laughs> absolutely sure <laughs> thank you so much I just love those people. I, I really do. I, I wish you could all have 
been in Toronto and met Alex and Tammy. They are just some of the nicest, most genuine people I have ever met. And on top of that, they're incredibly savvy about this business. But where to from here? Well, I think you get over to getproperly.com. Download the app while it's free and you get the, um, the, the, the 90 days. And even when it gets into a paid model, um, this is so worth it. I am dying to get in there and start uploading some checklists um, for, for my properties. And then I'm going to be talking to all my owners and saying, you know, the, this is something that you should be doing with your cleaning staff. And after we'd recorded the interview, we had, you know, about another 10, 15 minutes chatting uh, with Alex and Tammy. And we got onto the discussion of what do we call these amazing people who look after our places and, and create magic for the guests who are coming in. Because if you're doing it right, if you've trained them right, if they're on the, if they're on the right page with you, then they are the ones. They're, they're reflecting your philosophy of hospitality. And, and if they don't do that right, then you know, everybody loses out. The guests lose out, you lose out, and ultimately that person is going to lose out as well. Um, because that they're going to lose pride in their work. So we, we just got talking about what do you call them? You know, I, I don't like the word cleaner. Um, so if anybody's got any suggestions, I mean, Carol, who does my place, she's my property manager. And I remember when we said, when she said, oh, I'm just a cleaner, I said, never, ever say that. You manage far more than just the dusting and the vacuuming. You are the last person who sees my property before my guests go in. You are one of the most special people in this organization. Do you know those few words? Seem They just made them um, an amazing difference to her. And she she's always had pride in these properties, but she now manages several more. She manages mine. She manages... Um, um, you know, I, I sold Osprey Cottage back in February, and Carol still does the property management for that. And just as proud with the new owners and because we've got the same guests going back in over and over again. So that was just a, that was just a little extra there from, from the post-interview conversation I had with, uh, with uh, Alex and Tammy. So I hope you enjoyed that. I absolutely love, love talking to them. And uh, I'm sure we're going to have a lot more conversations over the next, uh, you know, the next foreseeable, fu- foreseeable future. So I am now heading out into the sunshine. It's beautiful. And I'm going to go outside, sit on my dock, put my feet up, watch the water go past, and take at least 10 minutes to reflect on the beauty of nature. Gosh, that's poetic. That's that's the rest of my day. I hope you're having a fabulous day. Um, You know, whether you're running, you're walking the dog, you're hiking, you're in your car, you're in an aeroplane going to your property... Wherever you are listening to this, then I hope your day is as amazing as mine is. And I'll look forward to being with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.